You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Folks, I am back after a little bit of a break. As always, I am Nick Farabai, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now, call games at WPTS Radio, and I am a production assistant at ACC Network, and I am back today after a pretty weird weekend, a layoff in Cincinnati, going to cover the Steelers. But I'm back here today. It's ACC Championship Week. It's a big week. We'll talk a little bit about the fall from Syracuse, what we can take away from that. And we'll start to talk about what Pitt could potentially do on Saturday against Wake Forest. We'll talk about all that coming up on Locked on Pitt. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Thank you, as always, for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. Folks, available free on all platforms, leave five stars. You do all that good things. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. All right, folks, it's time to get into Locked On Pit a little bit. Let's talk about Pitt against Syracuse. This was a game where Pitt finally cracked the code. It's finally the breakout season under Pat Narduzzi has happened. I said that last week, too, but officially, you can you can chalk it up. There's no doubt about it. Pitt has reached 10 wins for the first time since 1981. They are 10-2. We'll see where they are in the playoff pool, but they are number 17 in the nation. They are cruising right now. They are in cruise control. This team is the best team that Pitt's had in a very, very long time. And you can see the fervor. Right as I'm recording this episode right now, look down at the William Pitt Union uh, down in Oakland on Pitt's campus. There is a line of students currently camping outside of the William Pitt Union trying to get tickets to go down to Charlotte. They're going to provide a bus. They're going to provide lodging to some. I think it's the first 150 or 160 and, and all that good stuff. Pitt is trying to get the, the Panther Pit down to Charlotte. They are trying to get Pitt fans to head to the ACC Championship. I know I'll be there, certainly. They are trying to get the thing and the ball rolling. And, folks, I'll tell you this. Something that's even more impressive about Pitt's season so far is just how talented they are. I mean, I, I have talked about many things and kind of the opportunity that Pitt has in the grand scheme of things, college football and, and how it is going so crazy. And look at how crazy it is. Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma. You know, Billy Napier to Florida. Brian Kelly leaves Notre Dame. Like, all his stuff is crazy. And Pitt has a really good opportunity here with a lot of this instability around to, to draw themselves some really big prospects, to draw themselves some big transfers. We might be talking about those transfers after the season and kind of as the transfer portal gets moving real fast and, and kind of puts everything into perspective, we'll certainly talk about the transfer portal and what Pitt's absolutely going to have to do and, and attack that portal with a with a fervor, I think, this offseason to make sure that next season also is maximized. But there's a lot of opportunity for the Panthers. But 
in order for that opportunity to come to and to come into the view and to be fruitful, you have to beat teams that you have that you were supposed to beat. Pitt hasn't done that completely this year, but they certainly did do that on Saturday night, where Pitt beat Syracuse 31 to 14. A pretty sloppy start for the Panthers. Um, overall, I, I thought it was a game where I mean you couldn't take a ton away from it, right? Because Pitt didn't really do the whole shebang, and by that I mean they went in there played about the most vanilla game they could have played. They didn't put anything new on tape. A lot of the young guys came up and played. They didn't play anyone that was even remotely injured. There's a lot of that stuff. And and that's the thing. Like Pitt overall has been a team that for the most part has been pretty exotic so far this year. Has been trying to do the most. Not not the not that game. Not this game at all. They didn't try to do much. They didn't do, you know, a, a ton on offense. It was very, very vanilla. They didn't play Izzy Abani Kanda. And good news is, Narduzzi believes he will play. Drexel will be back. You know, Gabe Hoy was playing a guard. Zubovich was starting at center. So Drexel could rest a little bit. Damari Mathis was out of the game a lot on defense. They didn't play a lot of these guys a lot. You know, we saw a lot of John Varzell. Saw a lot of these, you know, guys that you just don't see much of. And so there's not a ton you can take away. Pitt starts slow. They didn't get a first down until about midway through the second quarter when they finally started to, to kind of put drives together. And, and I will say, I do think that is a little concerning. Again, they're going to have Izzy back. They'll probably have Drexel back from what it sounds like. But... There's really nothing on Stovall, Mac, Barden, um, Cradle. I don't think, you know, none of those guys traveled. Izzy didn't travel either, of course. But it sounds like Izzy Abanikanda is going to be able to play, which is good news. Um, I, I will say, I, I also think, though, that Pitt, when you kind of look at it, I, I think that more importantly... They could use Izzy Abanikanda in this game against Wake Forest, and we'll talk about that. Certainly with Hammond and Vincent Davis has played really well the last few weeks, but his return is going to be pretty big, I think. And Narduzzi did say it was sounding pretty good, and it seemed to be good for for him as, as things kind of moved into motion, which is always good if you are Pitt. You really need that um, guy there, and in that guy is a strong stalwart for your offense in Izzy Abanikanda. You need him. But Pitt, I think it's just... The injuries were piling up, and they really were. And this offense got off to a really slow start. This offense start, started out very sluggish. They didn't play very well to begin. Kenny didn't look good. Kenny was getting pressured off the right side. I think that's been a huge issue outside of Addison, Wayne, Kroll, and Bartholomew. And granted, those are four very key players. The receivers weren't getting open, really. You know, it was a pretty tough first quarter for Pitt's offense. It was not a good first quarter. They played sloppy. There were a few drops, but they just didn't seem to get anything going at any point. And and that was kind of the thing where you were like, man, what is Pitt doing? What are they doing right now? And eventually they figured things out. A lot of screen plays that they just didn't block well on the perimeter. It was a lot of that, and, and it just didn't feel like they had any rhythm to the offense. And it's a little bit concerning. It has to be because there is some signs of this against UNC, for example, where Pitt comes out and they're a little slow uh, offensively to start off. Uh, Miami, they started, you know, they get the touchdown, but then they kind of have a drought 
where they start off very slow as well. And, and it wasn't, it, it's something to talk about, you know, the trend of the offense kind of having a little bit of spurts. You know, they're still very good. Obviously, Kenny Pickett had four touchdown passes, and Addison had two touchdown receptions and all that great things, right? But this was not a dominant game by Pitt's offense by any means. Pickett kind of came in, did what he needed to do, broke a few records while doing it, and that's kind of what they did. Um, and, and that was the, the big thing. Addison's going to win the Bulletin Cup, I would think. Carl had a really nice game. Bartholomew killed a man. Hammond looked good. Vincent Davis is coming on really strong. It was a fine game. They did what they needed to do, but there was nothing crazy. But again, I don't think you can overreact to this performance either. I, I think they came in trying to do the bare minimum, and, bare minimum and, and that's exactly what they did. All right, folks, let's talk a little bit about the defense, kind of what they did and, and what to take away from their performance on Saturday against Syracuse. However, folks, I, first I want to let you know about NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying ahead of the competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Folks, over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for the special end-of-the-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash NCAA. Folks, have you heard about prize picks? Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. Prize picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football props than anyone in the world. And they offer all the star players of the Power Five, as well as mid-major players you may have never even heard of. They offer anything from yardage to touchdowns to even interceptions thrown. Folks, all you have to do. You can do this. You can deposit up to $100 and you receive a 100% matchup. A 100% instant deposit matchup to $100. If you just use our promo code locked on. Again, that's our promo code locked on. You can receive that 100% instant deposit matchup to $100. How does it work? You pick two to five players and over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus those projected numbers can do mixed sport entries as you see fit. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com and use the promo code locked on or go to your app store and download the app today. Prizepicks is daily fantasy made easy. Folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Let's talk a little bit about Pitt's defense, of course. The defense is certainly much different now that Pitt more so has to work through multiple layers of things. And obviously, in this game, they didn't play many of the starters a ton. As I said before, Damari Mathis didn't play a ton. You know, Cervasia didn't saw time, but didn't see a ton of time. Neither did Haba. They did all those guys. You saw a lot of guys like Chris Maloney, Bambrina, um, 
you know, Dayon Hayes got a lot of snaps, a lot of snaps in this one. Um, you saw Bengali Kamara play a lot. Um, Javon McIntyre suited up for the first time in this game. Look, there were there were guys. Talendier obviously had to play a ton because of the uh, targeting against Brandon Hill, but this one was just one where Pitt. They didn't play a lot of their starters, and they did a nice job of really shutting them down. I mean, let's be real here. Let's put it into perspective. I mean, you take five sacks any day of the week, first of all. You take five sacks any day of the week. You hold Syracuse third to three and 12 on third downs, only to 14, third, uh, first downs the entire game. 25 rushing yards for this team the entire game. Only 25 rushing yards. It's unbelievable to me. It's absolutely unbelievable. Even without sacks, they only rushed for 64 yards and averaged 2.6 yards per carry. That's an unbelievable performance by this Panthers defense, this rush defense. You know, the, the, the top rushing unit in the conference coming into this one. One of the best in the nation. And Pitt proved their standing today. They proved their standing on Saturday. That was a phenomenal game. It was, you know, after, it was... A, a a weird start. It was not the best start. Certainly, if you are Pitt. Certainly, if you are Pitt, I will say this. You would not want to go into it and say, man, we came out of there dominating completely. Like, it was a great performance from the run defense. But Garrett Schrader, he, he diced you up a little bit more than he should have, right? Like, Garrett Schrader got a little too comfortable in that pocket at times. He got a little bit too much success. The fact that he had 217 passing yards on a 71 per completion percentage and a higher rating than Kenny Pickett did, it says a lot. Garrett Schrader's been awful passing the football. Courtney Jackson goes off for a season high in yards and two touchdowns. You give guys like that big plays. Syracuse look like a better passing team than they have all year. And... That's kind of a common thread. You know, even against bad quarterbacks, Pitt has given up a lot of yards. Now, they win those games comfortably because they can stop them at a much better rate. But it has not been a consistent thing that they have stopped these bad quarterbacks completely. You know, Schrader really stopped them on the ground, but the guy ended up throwing pretty well. So did Gunnar Holmberg. Jeff Sims had had a nice game overall. The picks really weren't on him. I mean, those were tipped. So... You know, there's the only guy I can think of that absolutely, outside of, you know, the UMass and New Hampshire that obviously had bad games, uh, was Braxton Burmeister, really. And DJ Uyagalei didn't really have a good game either, partially due to his receivers, but also I don't think he played that well. Um, Neither did Tyson Pumachin uh, when he came in. So Pitt, Pitt, there, there are some guys that Pitt has stopped this year in terms of bad offenses, but, you know, Schrader was not one of those. Schrader had a pretty good game overall passing the football. But Pitt's defense certainly held down enough. Um, but you can tell this this is a defense that's going to have a really tough time against Wake because Syracuse had a very similar offense, a rhythm-based offense where they got a lot of RPOs. They try to hit a you know quick double moves. They, they try to hit slant routes. They try to hit those those type of, of routes. And that's essentially the, the Wake Forest route tree. I mean, so so you, can, you saw a little bit of what you would see, say, against Wake in this one. And, and I'll say this. I think when you look at Pitt's defense, there's obvious, obviously concern, and, and plenty of concern, and we've talked about this before on the show, 
the concern to have about this defense is absolutely, it's absolutely this, the linebacking core. Like, what do you do with Dennis at, at the mic? And I think he's he's come on nicely. But again, do you trust guys, do you trust the depth there? There's, there's not enough depth to trust at, at the linebacker spot. And it could absolutely be exploited. While I think the secondary's okay, it hasn't been terrific, right? The secondary hasn't been great either. And, and sometimes to their own fault, sometimes not to their own fault. So the defense still has plenty of trouble. They'll get sacks. They'll get pressure. I don't think Wake will run over them very well either. Wake should be stopped on the ground. But will they need to even run the football? Most teams haven't needed to run the football against Pitt because Pitt couldn't stop the pass. I mean, Virginia barely ran the football at all in that game. At all. I mean, look at the losses. I mean, Western Michigan, they ended up running it late in the game because Pitt was so occupied with the the RPOs, and I think that's the concern here is that you get into a similar type of game there, and, and you saw a little bit about from Syracuse. Pitt obviously clamping down because Syracuse just didn't have the talent level. It was pretty much just stop Sean Tucker and you knew Schrader wouldn't connect on a lot because he's Schrader, but Sam Hartman's going to connect on a lot more of those. And, and that, so there's a little preview, and I think there was things that's worrying here. But again, you can't take a complete takeaway from this game. They didn't play a lot of their guys. And then, you know, that was just the first drive. I think that was pretty concerning. But towards the end, it was a bunch of backups. And it was guys that were overall not playing a lot, right? You know, those, those guys don't play a lot. And, and they still were stopping them, to be quite honest with you. I mean, it was pretty dominant performance by the pit defense. But Schrader looked a little bit more comfortable than you would have liked. It's a common thread this season. Again, it's not really a, a overall criticism. Pitt won this game pretty comfortably. Um, and, and they did what they needed to do the defense. Picked up the offense as they started slow. They played really well against the run. It's a really impressive performance, but there's not much you can take away outside of that um, in terms of the Wake Forest matchup. But you can take away some schematic things. You can say, okay, that's been a commonality all year, and, and it showed up again, and why should we think it doesn't against Wake Forest coming up in a few days down in Charlotte. All right, folks, so let's talk a little bit about potentially – what Pitt can do about Wake. We'll start talking about Wake because it's coming up and Wake certainly is going to want to win this football game. However, folks, listen, I want to let you know about Boost Mobile. You listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. You switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money. Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes. The power of three unlimited data lines for 30 bucks a month per line so your family can harness all the brain power too of Boost Mobile. And folks, also, you get the power of one of America's largest 5G networks, so you can do it all at the speed of 5G. With all that money you'll save and all that knowledge you'll gain, just how powerful will you become? Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save. Boost Mobile. Folks, I want to let you know about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues to march on. 
to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head over to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus and a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit if you use our promo code Locked On. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online, where the game starts. folks welcome back to the locked on pit podcast let's get into this wake forest coming to the acc championship obviously pit meeting them down there it's the biggest game for pit man whew, i can't even tell you since when i mean seriously this is absolutely a massive game for pit because while they won the coastal and that's good and all and you can sell that an acc championship is that much more valuable it's the off year the rare off year, right? It's the very rare off year where, oh man, I mean, goodness gracious, Pitt has a chance to go win an ACC championship, and then not only do they have a chance to win that ACC championship, they have a very real chance to go to an NY6 Bowl. Completely different than just winning the Coastal, right? They just, everything is different. And 11 and 2, 11 and 3 looks different than 10 and 4, looks different than 12 and 2. Everything, you know, you want this this to be as flashy as it can be. Style points matter to kids, man. You want it to be as flashy as you can be. And, and Pitt's going to have to do a lot of things to win this game. But this one's going to be a barn burner. <laughs> I think the over under is like 71 already, just in the opening line. Uh, it's absurd how high it is. But it's it's not blasphemous either. Like I can't call that blasphemous. This game is going to be in, incredibly crazy. I'll say that right now. This game is going to be one of the craziest games I think we've seen. You think that a lot of these games, you know, you thought Western Michigan might have been crazy. Or you thought something like that was insane. This game might be incredible in terms of just offensive production. In terms of... What I would think of as more so entertainment value, I think I think entertainment value wise, this is gonna be fun. So, you know, if you're an average fan, you're gonna love this game. This game's gonna go incredibly fast. This game is gonna hit the ground running. And Pitt, more importantly, this offense is gonna have to hit the ground running. They need a quick start against Wake Forest. And and the thing about Wake is, and we'll talk about their their offense, they have this Thing on defense where they literally can't stop anything. They're fast. They're fast. But they can't tackle. They're often not in position. And that's kind of the thing. They're just fast. They're just athletes on defense. And when you're just athletes, it's it's okay. But they're also, I'll say this, they're also not like Miami athletes. They're fast. They're quick. But they're not like Miami, they don't have length. They don't have any particular thing that sticks out and makes them particularly dangerous in terms of pedigree. It, it's not a defense that scares anybody, and for good reason. They can't stop the run. You can easily get to the second level. You can easily break tackles 
at the third level and break it into to explosive plays, that's what's killed them this year. It's absolutely what's killed Wake Forest. Wake just has not been able to stop the run or, or stop guys from getting yak at the second level. That's been the biggest thing. And, and Pitt ha- has been able to take advantage of teams like this. So, you know, Virginia, for example, they were able to really just take advantage of a team like that. They were able to do a lot against Miami, against Western Michigan. The defense was just not... When the defenses aren't good, Pitt's offense... They don't. They don't have bad games, you know. And and UNC is, is kind of an off one because it's it's a Thursday night game. It's a, it's raining out. It's it's a game where everything kind of just went to flux and everything kind of just didn't meld together at all. And Pitt has been able to take advantage of of teams that just give them their weakness and they attack it. The rush defense is terrible for Wake. They allow over two hundred yards per game. I mean, it's it's awful. It's absolutely awful. You know, and then the passing yards allowed, I mean, the stats aren't great. I mean, they're, they're not bad by any means, but on, on tape, they don't have anyone to match Jordan Addison. So, so this absolutely is absolutely a, a good opportunity for Pitt's offense to do what they do in this game. The defense is probably going to get shellacked. It has to be a quick start for the offense. You have to understand that. It has to be like the Virginia game where they come out, they're able to, to get out early, they're able to, to match score for score. Pitt's defense will probably get a few gritty stops, but that's what it's going to be. This one's going to be a shootout. This one's going to be crazy. But Pitt, and the more important thing is with, with Clawson and kind of what he does defensively, this team loves to run a lot of different coverages, but they'll run cover three. They'll run their fronts. They'll slant a lot and try to be aggressive. They'll do a lot of stunts. Uh, and they try to be aggressive, and they try to try to make you kind of play to their leverage, and it's tough sometimes on, on offense, but Pitt's running backs are complete angle breakers, and, and they are able to be shifting in space, and Pitt, this is where, you know, the, the three-headed monster of Izzy, Davis, and Hammond is going to be key, because they have such ability to break exactly what Wake tries to do, and then in the, in this passing game, I mean, they just don't, they're not a great team up the seam, you know, Crawl might be getting a, a good bit of work there. They're going to be able to stress the high-low stuff, the single high, with Addison and Crawl or Bartholomew or Wayne or whoever that might be. There's a lot of schematic opportunities that I can just point to and say Pitt's got a really good shot to exploit that. And we'll certainly talk about Wake as it goes on throughout the week. We'll certainly talk about kind of how that's maturing and, and what's what to look for throughout the game. And we'll, we'll talk very in-depth player-by-player basis in terms of what Pitt can do and everything about that. All right, folks, before we get out of here, I want to let you guys know about the Locked On Bets podcast. Folks, Locked On Bets podcast is free and available on all platforms. Make sure to check it out. It's your one-stop shop for all things betting. Whatever you want to make money, you want to make the best gambling trades possible, make sure to check out the Locked On Bets podcast. It's hosted by your Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Locked on Bets podcast, free and available on all platforms. Make sure to check it out. All right, folks, thanks for listening as always, and hail Top Hit.